Today is Monday, April 10th, 2023. Joe Biden announces he's running in 2024. Seconds ago, Texas governor plans to pardon Army Sergeant in Austin BLM protest shooting after conviction by Soros-backed prosecutor and George Soros' son has made over a dozen White House visits. That's very curious. Cash Patel joins the show to tell us all about it. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. We're going to talk a lot about George Soros and betting against the dollar and the evil forces around the globe that is trying to collapse America, obviously, from the inside. That's how you destroy a place as powerful as America. That's how they destroyed ancient Greece, ancient Rome. You have to destroy the society that holds up the country. And one of the things that one of the things that hold up our country, actually, possibly the most important thing in our country on a physical level, there are other important things on spiritual levels, but is our currency, ladies and gentlemen, they want to destroy the dollar. It's really, really bad right now, probably the worst it's ever been in my lifetime. On the heels of the second largest bank failure in US history, an eighth interest rate hike in 12 months, 186 more banks are at risk of collapsing. Your bank could be next, unless the Fed does something crazy and print more money out of thin air. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you better be watching your retirement accounts. Take my advice right now and protect your financial future with something real, gold and silver. Go to my friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold can help protect your IRA or 401k with physical gold and silver, if you prefer, and have it delivered securely to your door. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, and you can get $5,000 in free silver and qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithbenny.com today. Or give them a call at 844-790-9191. Protectwithbenny.com. So... We are going to begin with the right to protect yourself. However, there is a bit of breaking news, and we do have a news show, so we certainly want to play you a clip of Joe Biden from moments ago at the White House. They currently have an Easter egg roll going on and the White House lawn, and Joe Biden is wobbling around and doing very kid glove interviews with guys like Al Roker, and Al Roker said, hey, are you running in 2024? Joe Biden had this to say. So th this is a fantastic event, one of my favorites of the year. I was just wondering, uh, uh, Mr. President, uh, will you be uh, taking part in the Easter egg rolls uh, after planning on after 2024? Well, I plan on <laughs> at least three or four more Easter egg rolls. At least three or four more? Maybe, maybe, maybe five. Maybe five. <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> six. So what the hell? Are, I don't you, know. are you saying that, uh, that you would be uh, taking part in uh, our upcoming election in 2024? Well, I'll either be so rolling egg or you know, being the, 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 you know, the guy who's pushing them out. Come on, help a, bro help a brother out. Make no, some news no, for no, me. No. Well, I, I plan on running out, but we're not prepared to announce it yet. All right. Well, I th so nice. I, I, thank you for having well, us up here. Good to be here. Thank you, Dr. Have Biden. Fun. I'll be holding an egg. I'll be pushing the, pushing the pudding. And uh, it's, uh, I really want to watch Gilligan's Island. I think that it's on a rerun right now. Give me my blanket, Jill. I. Okay, so Joe Biden saying, yes, I'm going to run in 2024. Ah, but I'm not supposed to say that. People are going to be pushing me out. Oh, man. Oh, you wonder why the globe believes that this is the time to carve up America. It's because of that, man. And it's also because of the open criminality and corruption inside of our nation. It's hard to really undergird what a extreme amount of damage that we have done to the American brand this last week. It really is truly probably uh, probably irreparable. And it's hard for me because I'm a very red-blooded patriot, and I always think America's best days are ahead. But when you're locking up your political opponents, when you're arresting your political opponents, you have ceded all moral authority. And that's what they did with Donald Trump last week. The corruption is so endemic inside of this White House. J Joe Biden is such a farce. Such a joke. His best friend, Emmanuel Macron, big time lib from France, said, oh, yeah, it's time for uh, Europe to reduce its dependency on America this week. The far left leader of Brazil has dumped the U.S. dollar. And we're going to talk about how George Soros is essentially manipulating our currency to destroy this country and manipulating our court systems and manipulating everything to destroy this country. The corruption is so deep inside of this regime and inside of this administration that Hunter Biden just moments ago, seconds ago, was walking around, palling around with his father, not a care in the world, a man who has 450 some odd provable federal offense violations, felonies inside of his laptop. He's just walking around without a care in the world. Donald Trump's getting arrested last week, but here's Hunter Biden at the White House 
So this is, I guess, a slight improvement, I suppose, on the Easter Bunny bossing around Joe Biden. You might recall last year, the Easter Bunny had to show Joe Biden around, keep him from reporters. Now you have a creepy crack-addicted predator who gets to do that. Hunter Biden, again, wandering around at the White House. Why? Because these people fear nothing. They fear nothing. They believe that the game has been so rigged and so wired in their favor and that there are so many forces of power in their favor to protect them, for instance, like Soros prosecutors, that they can get away with literal murder. Or they can charge someone with murder who is acting in self-defense in a state like Texas, which is what they're doing right now. There has never been a reckoning of the ruling class in this country. They're headed for it. But even Donald Trump, according to Donald Trump's closest aides, decided that prosecution of Hillary Clinton after becoming president would be really bad for the country. It ripped the country apart. That it really hard, like Donald Trump to his best efforts attempted to like build an America where everyone could generally be happy, could be wealthy, could be healthy, could live a good life. Really, that's ultimately what people want. People just want to be left alone. And so Donald Trump decided not to push the prosecution of Hillary Clinton when once he became president. That's now looking like a critical mistake. That's looking like a tactical error because now the ruling class gets to execute their own agenda against the individual because they are moral, immoral, godless, and they are the representatives and the vessels of evil in, in, in this world right now. Now, I say that after coming off the heels of a Easter holiday, where I hope that you had a wonderful, wonderful and blessed Resurrection Day and that you celebrated as I did with my family. But it was a, a, an important moment to sit back on Easter and to look at the, the Christ story and specifically the Christ crucifixion. I'm reading through the book of John right now and chapters 15, 16, and 17, 18 about Christ's crucifixion and, and really realize that like evil is the same as it's ever been. It, it's a little bit of cold comfort, but at the very least, like we are fighting the same ancient evil. It may look a little different, but it's pretty much the same nature that it's ever been. Evil wants chaos. They want it wants pain. It wants the destruction of that which is good. It wants the uh, ab absolution of truth. What does Pilate ask Christ? What is truth? What a philosophical question. What is truth? It, it 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 knows evil knows that if they can eliminate those kind of things like I don't know like like binary gender like what is truth Hunter Biden isn't prosecuted what is truth what is justice we're dealing with the same questions and just because we have iPhones and Wi-Fi on planes doesn't mean that we're any better than any human being that's ever existed we are the same people. The same human beings. And so that is why you got to really, really, really stand guard. Today, it seems like evil is on the march. They're replacing statues of Moses in New York with demons, golden demons, amorphous, Baphomet looking things. So evil is clearly on the march and it's getting bolder. That's why Hunter Biden, I mean, Hunter Biden would, on, on a different scale, Hunter Biden would be hanging his head in a bag. He'd, of course, be in prison. And a different era. But here he is wandering around seconds ago at the White House, palling around with his dad. They don't have a care in the world. They need to start to care. Republicans and moral people need to begin to body check and to punish and to create a nuclear deterrence. And it's happening slowly but surely, but it's happening in this country. What is a Soros prosecutor? Who is George Soros? Actually, after all, well, George Soros is a very evil man. I mean, obviously, like this is a man who has spent his entire life preparing for this moment to destroy the United States of America. He's wanted to destroy the United States of America. His 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 sole goal has been betting against the U.S. Our dollar. George Soros, the man who broke the Bank of England by short selling the British pound, is at it again. George Soros betting against the dollar time and time again. There are articles detailing how he has spent his entire investment career attempting to make your currency worthless. 
So ask yourself a question about this, because there's two fronts that I want to attack here on Georgia. One, what would be the way to collapse a nation as powerful as America? Well, it would be twofold, essentially. You need to make sure that the things that we have in common are suddenly worthless or diluted. That would be the value of our currency, the value of our national homogeny. And I'm not talking skin color there. I'm talking about people who were born natively in America that have our traditions. You would open the borders. You'd ensure that the cohesiveness that you have as a society, the things that bind you together as Americans, that those things dissolve. And then as that as that those bonds dissolve and as your currency becomes worthless, you'd ensure that there are people in charge of the judicial system that lets criminals onto the street. That creates chaos and tyranny in our society. That rip the nation apart. And so then there's nothing to hold us together at all. And then the place eats itself, right? And this is the playbook that we're watching unfold before us right now. Tucker Carlson in a monologue last week, uh, Donald Trump had just been arrested. Tucker Carlson in a monologue last week put this perfectly, describing the anarcho-tyranny that has beset us and defining it. This is what it sounded like. In our new Soros-inspired justice system, decent people are the criminals, while the criminals are now a protected class. Here's how it works. The people in charge unleash chaos in our cities, but if you dare to protect yourself or your family from that chaos, you wind up in handcuffs. What is this? Well, the name of this system of governance is anarcho-tyranny. You get state-sponsored anarchy accompanied by political tyranny. Since taking office, Bragg has done his best to increase the anarchy. He's increased the number of felony charges his office drops by nearly 40%. That includes almost half of all drunk driving charges. It's no longer really a crime to drive drunk in New York City. That's the anarchy part. But for those who step outside the political lines, it is tyranny. You'll remember the middle-aged bodega clerk called Jose Alba from the Dominican Republic. Bragg sent him to Rikers Island, one of the worst prisons in the world, for daring to defend himself against a lunatic who was trying to murder him. So now this very same system, the system that imprisoned Jose Alba and chained Musa Diaria to his hospital bed, this Soros-inspired and backed system, is putting Joe Biden's main political opponent in the upcoming presidential race on trial for a crime that's not actually a crime. Yes. So this is how, of course, you destroy a beast as powerful and as impenetrable as America. The reserve currency of the world, hundreds of nuclear warheads, sophisticated military. How do you collapse it all? You do the same things they did to Rome. You collapse it from the inside. You watch the society decay. You eliminate anyone's faith in any system. And that's happening right now in Texas. In Texas, the worst story in the country right now, absolutely, and there's a lot to pick from. The worst story in the country right now is an army sergeant who was convicted of defending himself at a BLM protest. This is a man who had a AK-47 pointed in his face. His name is Sergeant Perry. He was convicted on Friday in Travis County, which is a disgusting county. Have you ever been to Austin, Texas? doesn't seem real. The rest of Texas is quite nice. You have like cities like Dallas that are like space age cities. I mean, they're really, I mean, it's really something. The rest of Texas is quite a nice place. But you walk through Austin, it's like they've imported San Francisco. The streets smell like piss. The homeless camps are everywhere. It is impossible to go out and get a nice meal because you're getting badgered and harassed. And worse yet, there's open drug use and needles on the sidewalk. It is a disgusting city. It is also the city that houses the capital of Texas. It's really bad. Texas Republicans need to work on cleaning this place up. It's an embarrassment that this is happening inside of one of our states. We have a red nation with little blue dots in it. And inside of those blue dots, they are creating terror. And that's what's happening right now. Sergeant Perry 
had a gun pointed into his face on July 25th, 2020, as BLM burned our country to the ground. This was in Austin. Now, because he was being directly threatened and people had attempted to remove him from his car and he had a gun pointed in his face, much like Kyle Rittenhouse, well, he acted in self-defense. Now he was convicted inside of Texas by a prosecutor who's defended and appointed by George Soros. His name is Jose Garza. He actually self-describes himself as a Soros-backed prosecutor. The man who was shot was pointing an AK-47 at this army sergeant. How do you destroy a country? Take the military men and women who serve our nation and put them in jail for doing their jobs. Thankfully, Texas Governor Greg Abbott announced on Saturday that he plans to pardon him but it may take a while. Check this out. Right. This next legal battle there in Texas is really shaping up to be something of a power play with the state's conservative governor, of course, on one side and Austin's progressive district attorney on the other. Prosecutors will begin working with a judge today to set a sentencing date after a jury convicted Army Sergeant Daniel Perry of murder. Now, this happened during a Black Lives Matter protest in downtown Austin in July of 2020, when Air Force veteran Garrett Foster was carrying an AK-47. Perry says that protesters surrounded his car and that Foster raised his weapon at him. Perry claims he fired his own gun in self-defense. Texas Governor Greg Abbott says Perry acted within his legal rights, tweeting, quote, Texas has one of the strongest stand-your-ground laws of self-defense that cannot be nullified by a jury or a progressive district attorney. He is asking the state's parole board to review the case quickly so he can pardon him. So the reason why Governor Abbott can't just pardon him right away has to do with corruption laws in the Deep South going back generations where you would just pardon your cousin or the guy who you knew from high school and so on. And they thought that there needed to be a a limit in between there and the limiting factor would be a parole board. So that's why that system exists. You can argue whether that's good or not, the the meritocracy of that system, but that is why it is. And so uh, Greg Abbott will have to wait for that parole board to recommend the parole of this man. Greg Abbott's entire administration Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick is absolutely going on a terror here uh, against this Soros-backed prosecutor. One thing to have law and order break down in our streets, but to have law and order break down in the justice system, he should have never been charged with murder. The detective says there was evidence that would have probably not have have had him indicted. The, the, The detective argued with the DA over this. But when you have the justice system break down at the DA level and the court level, when a country no Something longer be believes done. in the justice well, system, that's, 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 the that's, deal. that's the beginning of the end of a country. So there are some very important and scary things coming out right now about this prosecutor and what they did. He apparently withheld hundreds of pages of evidence from the jury. He apparently manipulated testimony. This is all about the destruction of our systems and the things that bind us together as a nation. If you can't be an army sergeant, active duty, serving your nation inside of Texas and defend yourself when a gun is pointed in your face and a mob is attacking you, well, what can you do? And by the way, they've already gotten victory here, even if this is overturned, pardoned, they've already gotten victory here because what you're doing is you're creating a chilling effect for people that wish to defend themselves. Same thing is happening right now to a rancher in Arizona who had illegals on his property. And he simply fired rounds into the air in order to try and get them off his property. Now he's being charged with murder. He reported a body that was found days later, and now he's being charged with murder. Somebody knows where the bullets came from. And the cartels kill each other all the time. It's really important to, like, take a look at the details here. Ken Paxton, 
who is the attorney general, who will be joining our show this week. We've been communicating with his team. Ken Paxson will be on the show. Says Soros-backed prosecutors uh, should not be allowed in Texas. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxson condemned Soros-backed local prosecutor Jose Garza as more interested in pushing radical agenda than seeking justice. You see, the one guy was protesting for Black Lives Matter, so you're not allowed to. He's allowed to act as criminally as he wants. Hunter Biden's allowed to walk around with his dad at the White House today. There needs to be punishment for these people. Self-defense is a God-given right. It's not a crime, Paxton said in a statement to Fox News. Unfortunately, the Soros-backed DA in Travis County cares more about a radical agenda, dangerous Antifa and BLM mobs than justice. This week has showed us how a rogue prosecutor can weaponize the judicial system. They must be stopped. Okay, so stop them. Stop them. Do something about it. I live right now inside of a city. I raised my family inside of a city where the governor of my state, Ron DeSantis, had not just the balls, but the duty and the constitutional obligation to remove, because vested within the executive is the power to remove officials who are not acting in the interest of the state. He removed the Soros-backed prosecutor in my city. There's a press conference. He's like, this guy's out. We have a pro-life law here in the state of Florida, and this man was not enforcing that. So if you don't enforce the laws of the states, that's tyranny. That's the anarcho-tyranny that they want. You have to ask yourself, are they planning on bringing this to your community? Do you live in a red state? Are you worried about this? There are a lot of district attorneys all around the country. Most of them are Republican. All it takes is a little bit of cash in order to flip those seats. And what you're seeing here, based on a breaking news report from this weekend, is that the Soroses are not done at all. In fact, the son who pulls the strings, because George Soros is in his 90s, the son who pulls the strings, well, he's like a frequent flyer at the White House. 14 times George Soros's son has visited Joe Biden. Well, well, well. There's him at the there's him at the White House Christmas party. There's him with Obama. Classic. There you go. Gretchen Whitmer. It's your governor of Michigan right there. Nancy Pelosi, of course. So creepy. So creepy. Who's the who's the scariest, more skin crawling smile there? Look at these. Oh. Why do they smile like that? Why do you smile like that? glazed, middle-distance look is demonic. This guy is the heir to a man who's stated that his sole goal is to collapse the United States dollar and to collapse United States hegemony. This is the family. Why are these people taking photos with this man? Why? I don't know what the equivalent would be like on the right. You have a man who's openly, the entire goal of the Soros family is to collapse our system, is to destroy America. And here is a political party that is like creepily giggling with him, every single element of the party. And this guy essentially runs the ticket counter at the White House. Watch. George Soros has high expectations for his son, Alex, who he's been sending to meet with high-profile Democrats on his behalf. Take a look. Official White House records revealing the billionaire's eldest son had more than a dozen different meetings with top Biden officials since 2021, including four with the office of then-Chief of Staff Ron Klain. So why would this creep be meeting with the Chief of Staff for Joe Biden? Matt Palumbo has some reporting on this. Let's have a listen. I mean, we almost didn't even need the report. You can go on Alex's Instagram, his Twitter, any social media, and it's almost like he's bragging to us. It is a picture of him and every progressive Democrat you can imagine, and really their left-wing counterparts overseas. Um, now, of these 14 people he met, it is, I think, notable that almost all, with the exception of Ron Klain, uh, who had the president's ear, obviously, were involved in national security. Um, Ukraine is a country where the Soros family has, uh, unfortunately, boasted a lot of influence. There is tens, if not hundreds of billions 
millions of dollars being thrown around there. So I think that'll be something worth circling back on in coming months or years. Um, now, as for Alex himself, he spent around $11 million of his own money. Now, uh, that may seem like a drop in the bucket compared to his father, and it is, but it's not going to be that way forever. So, you know, the way I would put it is George Soros, over his career, has spent around $20 billion. Uh, his Open Society Foundation, which is the vehicle by which he makes this spending, has around $20 billion on its balance sheet. So when Alex takes over, he has a war chest that is basically able to, I would say, at a minimum, double the amount of damage his father's mm -hmm. going to do, and probably more. I mean, the, each generation is unfortunately a little more socially progressive, and I think even his son already is influencing the father on those sort of issues. So something must happen. You don't want to live in an anarcho-tyranny society. This is not the system of under which you wish to you want to live. So what happens? There are places that, thank God, are taking actions against these prosecutors. Missouri is one of them. Missouri Attorney General seeks to remove Soros-linked prosecutor from office, citing willful neglect of cases. Good. A Soros-linked St. Louis prosecutor has come under fire for her alleged mishandling of cases as Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey has taken steps to remove her from office. Bailey announced in February uh, a press release that he filed a, quote, Waranto suit to remove St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner from office, citing years of willful neglect. Why did it take years? How about one time? One time. Grow some balls. The petition released by Bailey alleges that the circuit court has been forced to dismiss more than 2,700 cases because of Gardner's inexplicable failure to provide defendants with discovery and a speedy trial. Her lack of diligence has forced her office to dismiss more than 9,000 cases, frequently on the cusp of trial, endlessly frustrating courts and victims desperate for justice. You start to lose all faith in the system. By the way, have you been to St. Louis recently? We're going to do a we're going to do a special and we're going to do a documentary series at my company. And we're going to show like America in de decay. We're going to call it Democrat dumpster fire. And we're going to go through these cities. And we're going to show you what they look like from the street level. Like these cities, these are great American cities that have been utterly decimated by these people. St. Louis, it was, I was shocked. I used to go to St. Louis like when I was a little kid. I was growing up and it was like the 90s. It was like a totally different city. They had the Rams. They had a football team there. They had like a downtown. They had like, you know, places you could walk around. You go back there. It's it's empty. The place is a ghost town. It's too bad. I mean, it's also like it's too bad because it's some beautiful architecture, some great places, some historic neighborhoods. The place is destitute. Who the hell would ever want to live here? And that's the goal. It's not the bug. It's the feature. Makes cities unlivable. Ron DeSantis suspends Soros-funded prosecutor, ignoring the law. DeSantis announced that Florida State Attorney Andrew Warren would be suspended, effective immediately, for failing to enforce the state's laws dealing with crime and regulating abortion. This is how you do it. Our government is a government of laws, not a government of men. We've seen across the country over the last few years, individual prosecutors take it upon themselves to determine which laws they want to enforce and which laws they don't want to enforce. Uh, DeSantis pointed to Los Angeles and San Francisco when this happened uh, earlier uh, in the year. So what do you do? Nuclear deterrence. We are going to talk about it a lot on this show. The reason where why you still have a New York City and it wasn't bombed by the Russians via the bombs they put in Cuba or in Miami, the reason why there were nuclear-tipped warheads pointed at New York and Miami in Cuba and Washington, D.C., why didn't they fire? Because of a nuclear deterrence. Because Cuba, of course, would have been wiped off the map. They didn't care. Castro was psychotic, pathological individual that truly was suicidal. Castro didn't care. The, the, the Soviet Union knew, however, that there were American bombers that would come over wave after wave and that every Russian city would be gone. The entire Russian people would be evaporated, right, before they got the next bomb off. The, the nuclear deterrence helped us maintain peace during the Cold War. And it's time for nuclear deterrence against these prosecutors and against George Soros and the predations that his family is reaping on this nation. Pass a law 
that says foreign billionaires cannot influence elections or inject money into our systems, that that, that becomes criminal. And that then those foreign billionaires become unable to enter the country because they'll be arrested. Make it possible for us to ban this type of system. Thankfully, the House Judiciary Committee is looking into the victims of DA Alvin Bragg and his practices. Some people have some guts. We were absolutely floored when we saw a victim's mother, another Army veteran, of course, was slaughtered in the streets of Alvin Bragg's New York. Alvin Bragg was too busy trying to manufacture charges against Donald Trump. So this mother had to watch as the assailants, the murderers of her son, walk free. Her son has three young boys. Man, it's hard to watch clips like this. But you need to look like directly into these individuals' pain. Their lives have been destroyed by this political ideology, this sick political ideology that Barack Obama, Nancy Pelosi, they all be grinning, happy-ass grins with them. This guy is a frequent flyer at the Biden White House. This is what they want to do to you, your neighborhood, your children. Watch. They picked up a new slogan. No one is above the law. If no one is above the law then I don't understand how Alvin Bragg could dismiss murder and gang assault indictments against two of the people involved in the murder of my son. Because it seems to me that murderers are above the law in New York City. So all of this, no one is above the law, nonsense is just that. Mm. It's nonsense. We see it every single day. In the black and brown communities, every day, all day, everyone is above the law. They're not even making it to the DA's office. The cases are not even being prosecuted, period. All right. They're being released from the precincts with a desk appearance ticket to a referral to a community-based organization that has shown no measurable outcomes of effectiveness of what they're doing with our millions and billions of tax dollars. We see crime rising out of control every single day. And Alvin Bragg is doing absolutely zero, all right? They, they, depending on data, all right? Anything over 0% of collateral damage is too many. And you voted for Trump in 2020. Will you, will you I vote, will for, vote him? for him again? I okay. am a proud black conservative. Man, they can't have that on TV. They can't have you hearing that. The House Judiciary Committee is doing something about it. They'll hear from victims of Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg's policies during a hearing in New York next week. Good for them. They're doing hearings like on the border. They're going out of Congress and doing hearings in on location, essentially, escalating a confrontation with the progressive prosecutor over his unprecedented criminal case against Donald Trump. The field hearing will be held at 9 a.m. Monday, April 17th at the Jacob Javits Federal Building, just blocks from Bragg's lower Manhattan office. Good for them. The source told The Post that the hearing will examine New York's rampant crime and victims of Alvin Bragg. Republicans have slammed Bragg being soft on crime, so on and so forth, as they prosecute Donald Trump. It's unclear if the committee chairman, Jim Jordan, will invite Bragg. Sources say it hasn't been ruled out. Man, that would be incredible. They've subpoenaed members of Bragg's office, and they're subpoenaing even more. Even people like Mike Davis, who's our in-house attorney, who has been very skeptical of multiple committees inside of the GOP-led House, has been applauding them as of late. Very good. House Oversight Committee subpoenas banks. Biden Family Associates in probe of finances. House Oversight Committee issued subpoenas to banks asking for Biden Family Associates financial records. Fox News has confirmed that the Oversight Committee subpoenaed Bank of America, Cathay Bank, J.P. Morgan Chase, HBCU, as well as a former Hunter Biden business associate, Merv Yan, asking for financial records. Ooh, man. Okay, so it's heating up right now. Uh, what will you find here inside of these Biden financial records? Well, you'll perhaps finally have 
the proof in black and white that what Joe Biden did was sell out America. Joe Biden is our first Chinese asset, foreign intelligence asset as president. His role is to oversee the decline of this country, to pave the way for a Chinese century, to make America kneecapped and destitute, unable to defend ourselves and our allies if we have any left after his presidency. Again, Emmanuel Macron, the French president, flew back from China this week and said it's time to end America. It's time to end dependence on America. This ass has in leading a country that wouldn't exist without America. Speaking a language that wouldn't exist without America. Joe Biden is a fifth column inside of this nation. So we applaud this news, these suspicious activity reports called a SAR report. The Biden family has 150 of them. That means a bank goes, what the hell is this? We got to report that to the feds. What is $10 million from the communist Chinese? That's not normal process of business. Suspicious activity report. Boom. Send it into the feds. The Bidens have 150 of them. So far, we only know one of them. James Comer is getting to the bottom of it. Take it away. Fox News alert. The subpoenas are coming. James Comer's House Oversight Committee just demanded Biden family banking records from four. That's right. Four major institutions. We're hearing Comer's asking for records going back 15 years. According to my math, that's since 2008. And they're reportedly focused on the Biden family's ties to you got it, China. We've got Bank of America, J.P. Morgan Chase, HSBC and Cathay Bank, a U.S. bank founded by Chinese Americans whose headquarters is in Chinatown in Los Angeles. Why is the Biden family banking at a California based Chinese bank? Did Hunter's Fang Fang Jackie Bao suggest it? That's not all. Comer's also subpoenaing bank records from Hunter's buddy, Merv, Merv Yan. He's just an executive at the Chinese energy company that paid Hunter millions for what? For introductions. Meanwhile, according to the Daily Mail, Hunter's hotshot attorney, Abe Lowell, was at one point under investigation by the Department of Justice. For what? Oh, that's right. Shady tries to China. CC Lowell had a habit of representing a bunch of Beijing back crooks and alleged Chinese spies. Now it makes sense why he took on Hunter as a client. The number, do you see the connections here? I mean, it's starting to, it's starting to all add up. You know who's hugely invested in China is George Soros. Do you know who's bet in favor of China and against America is George Soros? Do you know who would win if China were to take over the world and take over the global economy and to create a new currency and the dollar were to collapse? George Soros. Do you know who is actively running a fifth column through the United States of America? Go ahead and ask Border Patrol how many Chinese nationals have been crossing the border. It's no longer Nicaraguans or Guatemalans. It's Chinese nationals. What exactly are they doing? Where are they going? Do they have CCP links? Mayorkas can't answer. No one in the Biden regime can answer. This was the greatest purchase in history. We have a Chinese asset as president. So who are you going to have as your next president? If it were up to the UFC fight in Miami this weekend, well, Donald Trump would be anointed. The UFC fight in Miami featured Donald Trump with Kid Rock and Mike Tyson in the front row. I mean, it was absolutely wild. Check out this image uh, of all of them chilling out. Stuff is happening the same week that Donald Trump was arrested. Does this man look arrested to you? <laughs> it's Mike Tyson. God, the uh, videos are nuts, right? So a lot of stuff is the, the UFC fight itself is copyright. So can't play the direct footage. We can play the social media, though, from the crowd at UFC 287. Kid Rock and Donald Trump, Mike Tyson sitting in the front row, man. Audience breaking out into cheers, welcoming Donald Trump, man of the people.
And Octagon side with us tonight, 45, President Donald Trump. So Donald Trump welcomed like a conquering hero there at UFC. There was a USA chant that broke out. Been some gloomy news recently. So we thought we'd maybe give you a little bit of an injection of like the vitamin, little vitamin D injection, right? Take it away. So you need to see this. They want to keep this from you. I, I personally believe that there was a intrinsic design to the COVID lockdowns in order to prevent MAGA rallies from happening because they are such a potent weapon to show what populism is, which is popular. Chris Rock's the guy who said, uh, hey, guys, I don't support Donald Trump, but if you arrest him, you're going to turn him into Tupac. You're going to turn him into a national hero. People don't like an unjust system run by the government to persecute individual Americans. They are repulsed by that. It happened with Clinton. It'll happen with Trump. Somebody who knows this well, Jorge Masvidal, retired after his fight and then led the entire arena in a Let's Go Brandon chant. Just epic stuff here. Watch. Let's go Okay, all right, so that's, that's all we got from that. But the king of Miami, as he is known, uh, lost by a decision. Uh, the 38-year-old fighter, uh, joined by comedian UFC commentator Joey Rogan in the ring, announced that he will be retiring after a 20-year career. He gave a shout-out to Trump, who was sitting ringside. I love that guy, is what Masvidal said, as Kid Rock and Mike Tyson laughed and looked on. Well, it doesn't seem as though Donald Trump is really scared. It doesn't seem like this has really bothered him, what happened this week. For insight into Donald Trump, his thinking, and what's, what might scare Donald Trump, um, why not bring on the man who ran the Pentagon for Donald Trump? I think that's, that's probably important. Cash Patel joins the show now. Cash, thank you so very much for being on the program. Man, this is, uh, seems like the MAGA energy is back. It's back, baby. I mean, I don't know that it was ever really gone. Yes. If you just watch the fake news media, you think it kind of dissipated, but you've been around President Trump and covering so much of his campaign. Um, it's like the day he exited the White House. He might maybe took a day off, but it's been there ever since. And, you know, that kind of energy doesn't happen overnight at a UFC fight. That kind of energy has just been around and it just sort of galvanized and came together. It was pretty cool to see. Yeah. So we've spent the entire show on Soros prosecutors. You yourself were a federal prosecutor. Can mm -hmm. you help us through sort of the the doomerism that's happening right now? Because we know that Soros prosecutors can be kicked out of their jobs for not doing their jobs. But, man, you're you're bringing charges against Army veterans in Texas defending themselves. Mm -hmm. This seems like an offensive war against America itself. How do we fight back? Uh, I'll tell you how, and it's not going to be popular, and I'm not going to talk about Soros-funded prosecutors. I'm going to talk about the state attorney generals and the district attorneys who are Republicans in the majority of states and districts across America who aren't impaneling grand juries to investigate anything related to George Soros, anything related to corruption and fraud, anything related to the CCP and ties to BLM or any types of funding that could prove illegal. And I'm not saying it's automatically illegal, but what the Democrats and Soros and company do better than us is in panel grand juries across the districts from East Coast to West Coast, and one or two of them pop with a criminal conviction or charge, and that leads to a conviction, and they're winning the media campaign because the mainstream media has monopolized the two-tier system of justice to say, 
oh, that actually doesn't exist. We're just bringing charges when citizens of your community warrant it. Our Republican DAs and AGs are failing across the board. I've called them out by name. I've called them out in groups and they refuse to act. You know what they say, Benny? In quiet, they say, ah, oh, this too shall pass. That's the losing mentality. Yes. Yes. We featured one of your truths last week saying, hey, you do realize that they can come after every Republican politician now for a campaign finance for, for buying a comb for $8 instead of $1. You realize what, what you've opened up here now is like war on Republicans. And without a nuclear deterrence, I, I think that it'll be the party's over, right? No, absolutely. And look what you have just this weekend, AOC going on TV along with the secretary of HHS saying, let's just ignore a federal court ruling. I'm a member of Congress. I'm a cabinet secretary and I'm telling America to break the law. What type of system of justice have we settled on here when you have elected officials and cabinet secretaries advising Americans to break the law? I'm not putting in on for, for or against the position of the underlying judicial decision. But Republicans don't go out there and say, oh, we don't like that, let's break the law. This has become acceptable behavior because we've degraded our system of justice federally and in the state court system to permit them to speak like this. And there are no consequences for them. Why isn't the state attorney general or state prosecutor looking into it? So can you light a fire underneath the asses of Republicans right now and like explain to them what a world will look like in the near term future if we do not create a nuclear deterrence? It is a ethos that's unfortunately driven by lethargic behavior. They just literally think and we've called them out by name. They've literally think now nah, somebody will, you know, somebody something will happen and we won't have to worry about it anymore. I mean, seriously. BLM is the perfect example. They literally committed charitable fraud by utilizing funds that were raised through a 501c3 and then bought billion dollar houses and equipment and machines to enrich themselves and not use it for charity. It's the definition of a charitable fraud. And me, a guy who runs a 501c3, knows if I spent a dollar at Starbucks illegally, they'd be coming after me. But the state attorney generals, you know what they need to jurisdictionally? So they don't get away with this. One person from their state donate one dollar to BLM. You can prosecute them. And they're not doing a single thing. They are just allowing that type of behavior, which is spreading to the judicial system, which is spreading the Democratic wildfire to suffocate Republican voices. And it used to be that judicial system that I was a part of was the last check on this imbalance that we're seeing. But you know what? I've been on other shows and I don't care anymore. Like, I'll just start listing these AGs and DAs by name. What I mean, I'm not running for office ever. I really don't care. But these people are elected publicly and they fail to act for us. You would think yes. one of them would be like, you know what? I'm going to lead the charge. I got yeah. it. I'm going to investigate. Yeah. So we we detailed and we've really looked into this. We talked with Laura Trump about this last week. Yo, we got like a big hardcore MAGA DA in Little Rock that oversees the Clinton Foundation. <laughs> and that, that's where all the crimes were committed in Little Rock, not in New York, not in Chappaqua, but in Little Rock. And there are a long list of really shady business practices just inside of that city alone, just to get the property, to get bonds issued. You could really, really go after them. Did their balls fall off? <laughs> and it's not just Little Rock, right? If you were someone in Montana that donated to the Clinton Global Initiative, the Montana District Attorney and State Attorney General has jurisdiction to prosecute you in Montana. Hmm. You just have to give a money, a monetary amount, and then show there was a fraud committed, like the BLM, which is why I keep bringing it up, because it's you don't have to be a lawyer to see it. They literally admitted to bilking the system and committing fraud, and no one's in prison. They literally admitted to utilizing charitable donations to set police stations on fire. And no one's in prison. And so we have allowed that to occur thanks to you and your great show and a few others that are willing to call people out. Now they're starting to notice. And if you recall, this is a little unrelated, but you have to start embarrassing these people into action. It's about time Congress started issuing these subpoenas. But you and I have been talking about that subpoena game for months. 
And now they're finally doing it into Joe Biden's records. And James Comer is acting appropriately. But you got to remind the American public, they work for us. They're elected every two or six years or what have you. And if you don't tell them that this is what you want, they're not going to do it. They're not. So you, so you truthed. Uh... You tr- we've we've you've been fast and furious on truth. You got to follow cash at cash on truth. But man, you said, call me. I know how to do this. Give me a call. I know what to do. I'm cash. You just mentioned Comer and the subpoenas. Sounds like he's listening to you. Sounds like he's tuning into all the programs that you go on. I don't I don't know if there's a guy harder working in the media than Cash Patel, but he heard you. And now we have the subpoenas. So what's the next step, Cash? You know, it's just like when I ran Russiagate for Chairman Nunes. You don't have to be a prosecutor or an attorney or some seasoned investigator to figure this out. I have said for years, follow the money. Money doesn't lie. It's not a narrative you can circle around. Remember when we proved the Steele dossier was bought and paid for by Hillary Clinton through that actual FEC violation? That's because we went after the banks, Comer subpoenas the banks, because you could take those banking records and show the world the money from the CCP and their affiliates to Joe Biden and his family's bank accounts. What are they going to say to that? It's in black and white. Oh, it was for a private consulting matter unrelated to my trip to Beijing, where I threatened them um, for a quid pro quo. That's the type of information America can rely on. I'm glad Comer's going after it, but here's the next step. Now, once you get those banking records and watch it, these banks are going to try to take them to court. And uh, we did the same thing and won, but it's going to be a fight. But you got to get the people, the Bidens, not not Joe, but the Bidens under oath responding to the banking records and let them plead the fifth for the world to see. That's okay. That's their right. But get them under oath. And that is one of the most powerful messages you can tell the American people. You're showing them the money and you're showing them the crime and the criminal taking the fifth. So finally, we have this footage here, Cash. I believe you can. <laughs> I believe you can see it here. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> this is of Hunter and Joe at the White House seconds ago. Seconds ago. This is this is Hunter Biden. Marco Polo says four hundred and fifty proven federal felonies inside of the laptop. He's walking around without a care in the world. Followed around by you know pr- presumably Jen Psaki in a bunny suit there, <laughs> and. And there they are. He's palling it up. They're rubbing it in our faces, Cash. They are. And, you know, I guess this year they actually got uh, control over the Easter Bunny, so he didn't sideswipe Joe Biden. But um, the fact that Joe Biden, on a weekend, after a week of lying about Afghanistan and the withdrawal, after a week about burying one of the most sensitive classified leaks of information unlawfully to the media and the world Mm. is now running away with the Easter bunny to Ireland to do what? I mean, there's a million other countries he could go to that take precedence. And instead you have Emmanuel Macron bending the knee to Xi Jinping in Beijing. You have seen the dynamic shift in the global world order. And what you have here is the criminal Biden family syndicate at the lawn of the white house with the Easter bunny running over to air force one. So they can go to Ireland and sit in a pub and have a beer and watch the West wing media. Just, just salter all over it. It's a tragic fall for a commander in chief on the global stage Not only is he not getting phone calls, he's not getting invited anywhere except where he says, I'm going to go. And Ireland's one of the few countries that will let him in for a day or two. That's right. China won't even take the calls. Final follow up. Uh, Looks like I mean, it really does look like the moves are happening in real time. I'm going to paraphrase it, but there's like years, right, where nothing happens and there's weeks where decades happen. And it feels like we're living inside of that cycle right now. The destruction of the dollar, the creation of a brand new currency and brand new system, China. seemingly invading Taiwan any day now. Uh, Do you believe that there is really a fifth column here that we are really looking at a Chinese asset as president in Joe Biden? Whether or not there's a fifth column, I'll tell you there's no column of justice or leadership in America. And that's because China has supplanted us alongside with the Russians, whether it's Afghanistan, Ukraine, the South China Sea, Taiwan. The fact that the petrodollar is actually on the verge of being eliminated thanks to Saudi's relationship with China. They've brokered a deal with Iran, the number one state sponsor of terrorism, courtesy of China. And we're not doing anything. We're talking about banking and inflation and regulation. And the global economy is imploding on America. 
And it's happening because Joe Biden's like, ah, everything's going to be fine. And he gets interviewed yesterday and asked if he's going to run for 2024. And he starts blathering on about Easter eggs and pushing them around. I mean, this is our commander in chief who is talking about rolling Easter eggs up and down a hill while the Chinese are kicking our ass across the world. And it's a tragic day, not just for America, but just think about it. The yuan, the Chinese currency, may soon be the currency reserve of the world. I mean, that's the end. That's the end of American hegemony. That, I mean, that's that's really that makes America a slave state. Yep, that's it. Just like everyone else. Wow. I mean, it's it's a scary time, and all the more reason that you should fight with cash. You should go <laughs> to fightwithcash.com. Cash, of course. Give yourself a shout out. Where can people find your excellent, excellent work? Thanks so much. Uh, for now, just directed toward governmentgangsters.com, my book that's coming out soon. But I'm happy to announce here that even though the Pentagon has buried it, I'm suing them federally to get the manuscript out. It's done. They don't want it out because we expose every single government gangster, Republican and Democrat, and show you how to fix it. Get your pre-order now, governmentgangster.com, and support the charity at fightwithcash.com. And as always, it's a charity. My political opinions are my own, Benny. Sometimes I borrow and steal yours, but they're not ascribed to fightwithcash.com. <laughs> yeah, well, it seems like your manuscript is the only thing not leaking out of the Pentagon right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, do you oh, have man. a minute? Can you touch on that? I'm yeah. sorry. I want. I meant to ask, but can you just just 35,000 foot level? Like, what the hell is going on? Are these documents authentic? So here's here, the former deputy DNI. That was a role that when I ran the IC and the former chief of staff at DOD. Here's where it simply comes down to. If they were actually fake, the government would have said so immediately, immediately. Now they're like, oh, we don't really know. It's so sensitive. It's so compartmentalized. And what they're doing is a deflection scheme. They're basically saying, oh, they could have been taken and altered. Yes, that means an actual leak occurred. And China and Russia are not only exposing the leak, but they're now falsifying it to gain more propaganda and more wins on the global stage. Because you, Mark Milley and Secretary Austin are too busy talking about global warming instead of compartmentalizing and ensuring intelligence doesn't leak. The level of this leak, you're talking about China, Ukraine, and Mossad? It is our most sensitive intelligence. You're talking about DOD operational programming and preparation of the landscape, as we call it. That is only in the hands of a very few people. Someone literally outloaded it and gave it to the media. It is a felony on a massive scale. And the Department of Justice's two-tier system of justice cares about Donald Trump and his boxes at Mar-a-Lago and not an actual violation of the law and threat to national security in America. Yeah, and threat to a lot of lives, American as well. Yeah. Right? It's dangerous stuff. Thank you, Cash. Deeply as ever, appreciate your insight. Thanks so much, Manny. Have a great day. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the great Cash Patel there. We talked about the Pentagon documents leak. We're going to be covering that in a special soon. We really dive into it, uh, but we're going to be looking into what was just learned because there is so much information inside of this leak. It's wild. We do an entire show here on the Soros prosecution, the destruction of our American justice system, and Cash mentioned this next clip that we're going to play AOC man she's just straight up saying if you don't like the law then just don't abide by the law in case you're wondering if this is a demonic force in case you're wondering if they are intending on implementing anarcho tyranny in the society collapsing America by collapsing the law and not allowing people to defend themselves from these monsters look no further than this interview from AOC where she, like the CNN anchor is aghast Listening to this, this is how far the left has come. Watch. I think, you know, when it comes to, to Justice uh, Thomas's statement, when he's talking about his colleagues and when he's talking about who advised him to break the law, I think we need to know who those people are. Should the Justice Department investigate? I mean, I believe what we what we're seeing right now is is a breaking of the law and we have to examine what institutions I know that there are calls for um, I know that there are calls for Chief Justice to for Chief Justice Roberts to initiate an investigation. I do not think that uh, this court any longer has the legitimacy. So the court no longer has legitimacy. And then earlier on in the uh, interview, she says, 
for the Biden regime to just ignore the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Just ignore it. It just doesn't matter. The Supreme Court has no legitimacy. Nothing in our society matters anymore. Police officers, road signs, nothing. The, the systems and the organization and the morality that builds a society like this, just let it all burn. This is what these people wish for. And if you want to see the results, it's very simple. Go to downtown San Francisco. Go to downtown Missouri. Go to Austin, Texas. Such an embarrassment. Such a scar on the face, on the beautiful face of Texas. Such a scar, Austin, Texas. You should clean that city up. The government should really fire these prosecutors. The governor should fire these prosecutors and install uh, a special governing system there to clean up Austin. It's a really beautiful town that deserves better. You can see the results. But you can always see the results of evil. It's always the same thing, whether it's Christ speaking to demons in the Bible, whether it's Sodom and Gomorrah. Man, you think – I mean we're close to Sodom and Gomorrah, but yo, read those original stories. It's always the same thing. Evil is the same thing. It has the same nature. It's ugly. It's hideous. It is indefensible. And these people are ugly and indefensible. It's the same old evil that we've always been fighting. We're going to fight it in the same way. We're going to fight it with the truth. We're going to fight it on focus. Focus on the truth. I hope that you did that when we celebrated the resurrection of our Christ and the forgiveness of all of our sins this weekend. And we will continue to do that every single day on the show with our verse of the day. Our verse today comes from Hebrew, Hebrews 12. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. That's right. Jesus is alive. God is real. And we shall fight, ladies and gentlemen. We'll organize our lives correctly. It's a wonderful time with my family. God, family, country is how we organize our lives around here. If you do that, you'll never really be disappointed, nor will you be lost. So maintain the faith and march forward. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show.